Perez. Walter makes a run ahead of it. Burkamp suddenly changed pace through the centre. It's Burkamp! That's magnificent! The move, and then this, which left Dabby's ass totally stranded. Hello, and welcome to Bird Camp Wonderland. No podcast for six months, and you get three in 24 hours. My God, what a time to be alive. With me tonight to talk about this tumultuous game is Richard, our very own Mr. Cactus Cash. How are you doing, Treacle? Yeah, I'm not too bad, Danny. Not too bad. Just surviving. Good. How are you, mate? I am. Um, I had what was left over of my Christmas panettone. Uh, sexy Frank came round, and so I didn't really get much time to eat. I was going to eat during that, but he came round. I thought I haven't seen Frank for ages because, like everyone else, you lot, you've all got young kids. His entire family are diseased, full of <laughs> full of worms and bile and snot and all that other terrible stuff. Right, uh, we're here tonight. It's going to be twenty minutes, half an hour. We just got work in the morning. To talk Dude, about Arsenal Neil, Newcastle Neil. A um, couple of stats for people at home on the bus that are listening. Arsenal 17 shots and we had four on target. They had eight shots, had one on target. And Arsenal had 80, 67% possession. So they had 33. And then uh, pass success rate 86% against 72%. And uh, I think that were five corners each. That was about the gist of the game, Richard. What was your th- initial thoughts on on that? Because for me, that was the hardest nil-nil draw I've seen Arsenal get in a long time. Yeah, it was. Um, uh, it was. It was an odd game, um, in the sense of, like I said, I, th- I think we. I, I think. A lot of factors went into to that game being the way it went. You know, I, yeah. I think a few of our players looked tired. Um, I thought, you know, Ben Ben White. I thought Gab, um, Martinelli looked a bit tired as well. Um, I also think Newcastle worked their absolute rocks off. Um, they were very clever in what they did it, it, with their low blocks and stuff like that and tripling up and uh, uh, our, our wings and stuff like that. And I thought the ref had an absolute mare as well. So I think it was it was, it, <clears throat> it was was a lot of little different factors just turned into a bit of a, um, let's say, an annoying nil-nil. Just looking at the uh, the tackles, they... They uh, attempted 25 and made 23. So that's, uh, yeah, they had 29 clearances, most of which in the first five minutes. I only made one stat from the entire game. And one that was in the opening part of the game. Go back to my notes. Seven minutes in, Arsenal, 85% possession, five shots, one on target and 10 touches in their box. In, in the first seven minutes. And then you went to, uh, I think, 67 minutes, an hour later, and we'd only had another five shots. So we started the game, as people say, absolutely on fire. But no one could have kept up the pace that we started that game at, could they? That was so impressive. And you could see Newcastle came with, with one game plan, distractors, shovers, uh, fake injury, waste time, and defend for their lives. And that's exactly what they did. And... 
Yeah, <laughs> Newcastle. If they, if, if any Newcastle fan, I like Newcastle. I, I like the people. I like the club. I hope you do well. I'm looking forward to the day that your billions stop Man City winning everything. I will laugh uh, heartily to myself. But if you think you are going to win anything with that manager, with that team playing that way, you're, you're not winning anything. You're not going to win the Premier League. You, you might not even make Champions League football because that was horrendous, the way they played tonight. But again, they did a job, didn't they? Yeah, well, I think I think you're a bit, a, being a bit harsh <laughs> in the sense well, of... They, they, they I, had almost I, no chance of scoring. They, they didn't play to try and score. I, yeah, but I, I, think, I think tonight was a, a bit of a misnomer of how they normally play. Um, in the sense of they're, they're, they're usually a little bit more um, attack-minded than that. But, you know, teams teams now, Arsenal have the fear factor back um, in the sense of, you know, teams, you know, gone, gone are the days of Arsenal under, under Unai Emery and even the latter-day Arsene Wenger teams where, um, you know, the Watfords are coming out and attacking us and, you know, it's like a basketball game, you know, up and down the pitch and we're, we're having 23 shots against us. We're not having that anymore. We're a much better team off the ball um, and in possession as well, especially like, you know, um, our, our defensive and, and mid-block players. Um, they, they set out that way to nullify us because of the fear, because they knew we are a top, top team playing exceptionally well um and if they didn't do that we would have absolutely wiped the floor of them um i think they were helped massively by the ref i think i i thought the ref had a really really poor game i think he, he, he lost control of it quite early on dishing out yellow cards left right and center and then and for some bizarre like we seem to get yellow cards for at the the slightest like you know i think um I, I saw a stat someone put out that i think there was like there was like six fouls in the space of you know um five ten minutes uh, uh, four of them done by newcastle no cards two of them done by arsenal two yellow cards and it was just you know uh, just wrote a fouling and 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 kicking and you know, just being on that edge of just absolutely kicking lumps out of us and the, you know, not really, not that we need to get loads of protection kind of thing, but just, just disrupting our play, disrupting our play, time wasting, time wasting, time wasting. And it just, yeah, I think it was, um, it was, it was right out of the, the Stoke Blackburn, Big Burn, Sam yeah. playbook, I think tonight it was it was re it was at times it was really really frustrating to watch. Very um, good point here from Kevin on YouTube. At least Saliba and I think Saka avoided yellow cards, which would have kept them out in the North London derby. Did Saka get booked? No. Uh, talking no, no, about no. bookings, we're we're going to be all over the place this this show. Just talking about when it comes to mind, Xhaka. He was so lucky not to get sent off well, a second yellow because that was the Xhaka of old. And in they when they were attacking in the, um, the second half, he comes sliding into the box and the bloke and he missed the bloke. I thought is that is that the one where is that the one where Ramsdale made that shit kick out got caught on the ball? I, I can't remember, but he comes. So it was on the the right hand side of our box 
uh, as, as we were looking at it. And he comes sliding into the box, missed the bloke, missed the ball, and the bloke moved out of the way. And I thought if he had stayed there, he'd have taken the bloke out, not got the ball, they'd have got a penalty and he'd have got a second yellow and he would have been off. And a couple of times, Xhaka of old was was his head was was um, losing it a little bit in the in, in the second half. He was a couple of shoves in places, but then you look at the the twice in the match, Saka got a, an elbow or an arm in the face, and the poor boy. And we were saying in the preview show, I know you were there for that. We were saying last night, Saka is the star boy for Arsenal. He is the future of England, and he is not getting the protection that the like of Rooney, that um um Kane and all these other ones have, have got their entire careers they get away with everything they get protected by the referees and so why isn't Saka getting any of that it is so blatant I don't know yeah I think I, I think I, I saw that stat I think Orbino um tweeted it out and I, I think you read it out in the pre the pre-game where I think like uh, Saka's had what four yellow cards this season he the amount of times that boy gets kicked every pissing week and yeah. i think he's only been for those fouls he's only had two yellow cards yeah. like given a, a, a you know for fouls against him which i think is you know just extraordinary you know you you go back to the the crystal palace where macarthur almost snapped the poor guy's leg in two yeah you know i just um yeah i i, I somewhat don't understand it the the non-protection he gets you know and you, you see now you know, like in 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 the World Cup, and I know, you know, maybe a lot of people didn't watch the the World Cup. I'm I'm a sucker for a World Cup. I I love it. Um, I I, I that was my entry into football back in the day with my, with my um, with my older brother Robbie. Um, so I've always had a special place in my heart for the World Cup. I love it, and you you see him playing for England, getting absolute lumps kicked out of him, and still not getting the getting the free kicks you know i know we like we like to slag off um and rightly so like to slag off premier league referees but not getting the free kicks and you see all the other fans of all the other clubs with their arms up in the air and it's like yeah mate that's that's every week for arsenal every week that lad gets kicked every week because people can't live with him you know he's he's obviously amazingly talented with his left foot you know he's just as competent on 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 his right foot can go either way can show you down the line can show you back inside guy can literally you know pretty much almost do it all and the only way to stop him is to kick lumps out of him and um yeah the fact that he doesn't get more protection it's just it's mind-boggling i i because there's there's nothing you know, there's nothing nasty or untoward about that guy. You know, he's not a he's not a faker, he's not a poser, he's not a diver, he's not a cheat, he's not snide, but yet he just he just doesn't get the protection that he deserves. It's just it blows my mind. It is really annoying. Let's move on to another bit that is people have been concerned about. Um the the fact that Eddie brings almost nothing to the game. Uh, he's got two goals in three games. Stats-wise, that's really good. He's come in for Jesus, got a better goals-per-game record than Jesus has all season. Two in three, but offered almost nothing up front tonight. He's, it's Is it worrying? He almost you? scored. He, he almost scored. Yeah. yeah, he almost scored. That was, was a that, really good he, save from He did Pope. a pivot, didn't he? Yeah, 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 he did that a couple of times. Yeah, he did that a couple of times where he, you know he drop his shoulder down, let the ball run across his body, and and spin him behind. Um, I know what you mean. I know what you mean, and I felt the same in the in in the West Ham game, in the sense of he he doesn't have 
he doesn't have that um, that explosiveness in physicality and pace and and movement. He, he you know he's his movement is subtle. His movement is sly. You know he's he's a sniffer out of goals. You know I I re- I really do believe that you know you know, in the championship or back in the day when you used to be predominantly 4-4-2 and, you know, you stick in with a, an Emil Heskey with a, you know, with a with a lump of a, 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 of a centre forward to do all his dog work for him, mate, he's scoring goals left, right and centre because the guy is, he's, he's, he's got a nose for a goal. You can't, you know, his stats wise, he's, he's very, very, very good. Um, but yeah, I, I do know what you mean. We we needed that that extra presence and that extra, yeah, yeah, um, that extra physicality. That just that everything, that little bit extra, you know, that little bit of of extra dy- dynamism, that little bit of extra extra play, that little bit of extra cleverness, a little bit of extra movement that he's just not able to provide in a minute. I mean, but again, in, to 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 kind of balance it out a little bit, um, that Newcastle side. That defense is a mean old defense. I think they've got they got have they got the best record in the Premier League this season. Yep, yep, by quite a way. Um, yeah, uh, seventeen games they've conceded. Uh, Eighteen games conceded eleven goals. That's not bad. Mm. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, let's say it's um, so maybe maybe uh, it's a, maybe a bit harsh to judge him a bit harshly. Maybe I'm 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 being a bit too mean on mean on Eddie, but I know what you mean when when you get that drop off when you've got you know Gabriel Jesus and you know yes he might not be as prolific um, as maybe people would like him to be, but everything else he brings out in the, in the game you know the mm-hmm. runs the movement the linking play dragging uh, defenders out of position and stuff like that. That's all stuff that we're obviously missing, you know, with with his injury. Yeah, um, uh, Talby Fool says I thought Eddie was more involved than Martinelli tonight. Martinelli was, I'm, I'm gonna say a one trick pony, but that's all he did all night. I mean, it, it, it works, but he he was just running down the left hand side, zigzag, get the ball in quickly, go out, get, take the corner, do the. On some nights that'll work. Tonight that wasn't working for him. Saka had people over him or t- fouling him all night. Eddie's job is a kind of job that when you'll you'll get better with experience. You look at Giroud, he's what forty five by now, and he, he's playing some of the best football of his life. So for Eddie to do that, a player who doesn't rely on pace, who's a poacher, who's who relies on doing stuff in the box, that is that those tricks and and skills you're going to learn as he gets older. Which is why we kind of needed somebody on the bench. But what do you think about Martinelli tonight? He's he's had a quiet couple of games, hasn't he? Still doing magic, but not really pulling um, any rabbits out. Yeah, well, I, I thought I thought Trippier had an absolutely fantastic game. I I th- I thought he was absolutely. And again, you know what they did, um, uh, what they did to Saka, they did the same to Martinelli. You know, as soon as he got the ball, you know, you you watch Almiron absolutely busting a gut and sprinting, not just jogging over and, you know, more meandering over to fit, talking absolutely busting a gut to get there in front of um in front of Trippier so Trippier could stand him up and uh, Trippier didn't have to dive in could just, you know, stand and the only thing, you know, and Zinchenko because Zinchenko it plays more centrally. Um, 
you weren't having anyone overlapping or going around the outside of, of Martinelli. So it kind of meant that Trippier, they would, they would, he didn't need to go anywhere. He could literally stand on uh, on Martinelli's right foot and, you know, and, and wait to see what he did. And whereas, you know, other players you know, um, might get done with, you know, wait, 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 and then, you know, drop a shoulder and you, you go on, on, on the outside or get in, trying to get in behind him. Trippier's got enough pace to kind of see that out, you know, to at least get across and cover. So, yeah, so, I mean, I, I thought the, the wingers were, were absolutely um, helped out today with their, like I said, with their, with their, um, with their mates, you know, like I say, Almiron helping out Trippier and Trippier is a lot better of a defender or, you know, pacey everything than, than Dan Burney's kind of thing, who whenever, whenever, Saka got isolated with Dan Burn. He had him on toast. It was just that nine times out of ten, you had Joe Linton there. You had Willock running back, and it was just it was at times it was doubled and triple teamed up. It was just oh, it was just annoying. It was just say Newcastle worked their absolute asses off to, for this game. Absolute asses off. Um, talking of Dan Burn, his antics at the corners, standing in front. I mean, Ramsdale's no midget, but that was the plan for Newcastle, stand in front of Ramsdale. So Ramsdale's given it YMCA at the back, jumping up and down like a loon, and uh, did well. I mean, a couple of times he, he was coming so far out, he was playing sweeper, sweeper, keeper. And once, that right near the end, when Maxim, Maximum got the ball, that was uh, that looked a little bit worrying. And Tommy Ashu come out of the way, mind coming through, taking the ball. Thank you very much, boys. <laughs> I love this. I'm clearing it and going upfield with it. But what was your thoughts on, on Erdegaard? Uh, and lots of numbers. Says Erdegaard was piss poor in brackets. Sorry tonight as well. Could be fitness. However, he didn't play in the World Cup. So I'm not sure his excuse is really disappointing. He did look knackered, didn't he? But every every little um, lofted ball, every little trick he tried. When you're playing against a, a flat back seven, that's really hard to, to to be at your best, isn't it? Yeah. And, you know, uh, pretty much it was pretty much 10 men behind behind the ball for most of that game, I think you know there was only a couple of spells where Newcastle, you know, had had the ball and looked like they were going to do anything adventurous with, and then you know we would eventually get the ball back, and that's when we looked at our most dangerous because we were counterattacking. Um, I, I I think maybe a little bit harsh to say piss poor for Erdegaard. Um, I don't think he had his best game. Um, but you know he was you know as much as you're trying to to pull strings with every time you get the ball you've got Bruno Gumarash kicking you every single chance he gets uh, Joe Linton you know every, they they were very clever with what they were what they were doing Newcastle just they were on that edge of of being absolute like complete dirty like 1970s football they were right on on that edge every time every time a pass just got away it, they were following through and, and 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 hitting out on the um uh, against our players and stuff like that and then when you've got you know effectively uh two banks of four and another another one in front of it it's always and you've you know your center forward that you're aiming for is five foot eight playing against, you know, Botman and Shah. Uh, and when you haven't got Shah, you've got Dan Byrne, who's, what, seven foot nine or whatever the fuck he is. Excuse my language, Danny, sorry. 
um it's always it's always going to be char- challenging it's always going to be hard um i i would i it wasn't his best game i wouldn't go far as far to say piss poor i don't know what, what do you think dan do you reckon he would piss poor no no he's never piss poor but he is um you can't be anyone who watched Burkamp and they are the most similar player the player that you can um, him and Urzo he's a cross between the two of them just uh you can't do that every game. We saw that from Burkamp. We saw that from Ozil. You can't be the magical Odegaard, as Sophie has dubbed him. You can't do that every single game, week in, week out. And plus, you're playing against a side that will pull you down, that will kick you, foul you, niggle you, then move on, and then the next bloke will take you, and he'll do it, and then he'll move on, and then the rotational fouling stuff, it never ends. Uh, it's just it's really annoying to watch because we've got everything out there. And I thought this would be a really good game because Newcastle's away form is brilliant. They've won their last three away games. I think they scored eight goals. And I, I'm a bit disappointed that they didn't come to play because if they had come to play football, that game... Could there have been more goals in it? We we, we could have uh, we may may even have lost if they'd have uh, had all their best players playing. And uh, there, Miguel Almiron was really quiet. He changed the way that he plays football. He's he's in the kind of Erdegaard position where he's um, been creative and he's got nine goals in the Premier League this season. And I, I feel a little bit let down by that. Uh, feel a little bit let down by. I'm happy that we've played a top three team and drawn. I'm happy that we're still unbeaten at home. I'm happy that we kept a clean sheet. But I, I feel like we've, we've we've kind of hired someone to, to come round for a children's party and he's shit in the swimming pool and then left. I'm disappointed. <laughs> um, they, 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 they should have done it. But again, that's their job, isn't it? That's Newcastle's job. If you draw your away games and win your home games, don't worry, people. I'm not having a turn. I'm moving my foot because my fucking chair's digging in my feet. Um yeah, draw your away games, win your home games. You're not going to have a bad season, are you? No, that's you know that's the the, the ultimate goal. I think you know they're they're probably ahead of where they thought they were going to be um, in 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 their in their transition from going from absolute mediocrity and and you know just a yo yo um, yo yo football club to you know being a state sponsored. <laughs> Super Club, which you know, they're, they're, it's going to be you know within. I I I said five, within five years they're going to start chat, but it's you know it's already it's already happening, and um, they've been quite smart with a few of their buys and stuff like that. Um, I let's say I I I thought they might come out and and try and try and do something a bit more, but it just it just shows that the level that we are and yeah. the respect that the opposition teams oh, wow. have for us, that yeah, they 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 altered their game plan very smartly. And they like I said, for you know, for large parts of that second half, it was literally eight men inside the area almost. Like it was um yeah, they they changed because of our respect and our fear for what we can do and what we're playing with. And that's, you know, I'll, I'll, I guess, you know, that's, it's a change, a change from the norm in the last couple of years. But um, yeah, just, it was, it's so frustrating because I think a lot of the flow was interrupted by their tactics and it was not well managed by the referee, but you know, maybe I'm, maybe I'm being a bit, a uh, bit uh, too got me tin foil hat on um, about the referee. You know, I obviously I don't, I don't think that he was biased or anything like, like that. I just think that he, he, 
lost lost the plot and uh, out of the um of the situation let the game go to his head and let a lot of the newcastle chat go to his head as well you know like they had the full you know man united thing every time there was a foul or a stoppage they're round the ref and talking to him trippier like was was literally stuck by his side like every single time having a conversation and having a chat with him i found it so frustrating it was indeed. I'm just looking when our next game is. It's against Oxford. It is on the 9th of January, Monday at 8 o'clock. Well, there you go. And then the next one after that is Sunday at uh, it's the Spurs, the North London Derby, 4.30 the Sunday after that. So we've got a bit of a break now. Of, uh, we've got six days off because uh, towards the end of the game, our players were looking knackered. Um, looking at the subs bench, I was uh, I got it up here. Tommy Ashu coming on, fair enough, did well. He, look, he looked much better than the last time he came on. Saved us when, uh, when the uh, to get that ball off him and then take it out of defence, and then that created another attacking run. Uh, Vieira surprised someone who had so many assists in the Liga Noz last season for for it was FC Porto he played for. Someone who is so creative, he can play in any one of those front three or four positions. Wasn't given any minutes at all. El Nene. I don't think he stopped me. If you think any of these could have come on and done, could you think Vieira or Nani could have come on and done a job or help? Uh, n- 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 not so much. Well, no, not really. I mean, v- Vieira maybe because uh, just for something different, um, you know, for for maybe for Martinelli or, or something like that. Um, I, you know, I I think he's still taking time to adjust to league uh, Vieira. Um, for me, he still looks a little bit too lightweight and looks a bit too um, like the game will, will physical him. And especially uh, tonight's game, you know, in, in the driving rain against, you know, a team of fucking giants and Ents, um, you know, kicking the crap out of our players. I, I, I wasn't quite sure what he really could have could have could have brought to the um the equation it just it just kind of brings up the kind of paucity of our of our bench and and you know we 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 do need um recruitments and and you know we we need that smith row coming back like a new signing you know um we need Gabriel Jesus to get his knee uh, yeah, to, you know, to six million dollar man his knee up and, and, and get him back on the pitch. Um, or, you know, we we need to to purchase that Ukrainian lad who's been twerking for us for the last bloody month and a half or whatever it is. The duck, um, as he is called. Matt Turner mm. couldn't have come on. Didn't. Holding, no need. Marquinhos, he could have been a little bit, maybe replace... Uh, Martinelli down down the left. He can. I think he plays on either wing. Kieran Tierney. I think Will um, Zinchenko had a really good game, and I loved the way. Some of the times he was cutting in and and inverted. Would he be a double inverted wing? Because sometimes he was inverting and then inverting back out the other side. It was uh, interesting to see Lakonga. Well, that is now eight games out of nine in a row. He's been an unused sub. And then you had Butler Oyedeji, who was uh, well, he's, he's a young man who hasn't played for the first team, so very, very sparse on the bench. Very little he could do about mm. any of those subs. But um, if anyone's got any questions, put them in the chat box. We've got another three minutes to go because uh, we just got to be up for work in the morning. We've got one question from Phil. 
Um, start your question with a Q if you want to. Also, just looking at how many thumbs up we've got. We've only got 20. Oh, thunder. I've had to... Um, uh, if you're going to swear people, get around it with the swear filter. Oh, we've, we've a sex robot has been blocked by YouTube. Oh, that is a shame. And there's one from and lots of numbers. So you have to be creative to get around the swear filter. And so what was I saying before that was that distracted me? Um, what did you think of the, of the of the of the of the ref, Daddy? Am I being mental? Am I am I like got my Arsenal hat on? Well, Did you think game, he was John as bad as I thought? And John said he's card happy. There was a couple of times that there was the, the penalty decision. There was two of those. Um, Dan Byrne was grabbed older Gabriel's mm. shirt in the first. I can't remember when it was. I think it, yeah, in the, no, in the second half, grabbed him, pulled him, then pulled him down again. Then you had the the the, the handball where it looked like it was bam uh, ball to arm, not uh, not arm to ball. And then you had the one right near the end where it was uh, looked like a, another one where it could have been a penalty. You some maybe one of those you'd have seen given on on a kind of semi regular basis. Where sometimes I think we can be a little bit unlucky, but tonight for me the referee wasn't the problem. The problem was not having anything to to bring off the bench. I mean Newcastle made made three substitutions. That Lascelles has now had two bookings this season, both of them yeah. as, a, as a as a sub warming up who never came on, which is ridiculous. But outstanding. We need a stronger bench, but you can't go out and buy players when and then when Jesus and Smith Rowe come back because then them players might not get games. So it's mm. got to be someone who's going to be competitive for first team games, and hopefully there will be someone. Maybe the duck is going to come in and uh, uh, and do that because he's Ukrainian, like um, Zinchenko is, and it'd be nice for those two to have someone to have a chit chat to and have barbecues outside when it's minus forty. I loved it when they were time wasting. Zinchenko had the ball for a throw in. He went screaming at oh mate that's another thing that was winding me up let's say the time wasting then i thought mate have we only got five minutes added on time at the end here i just should have been eight absolutely ridiculous i tell you this yeah yeah i was mate i was not that far behind him Uh, there's two two things I, I i would love for us to do in regards of refereeings the first one is i'd i'd love to hear the interactions between the VAR and the referee. You know, you get that in other sports. It works fantastically well in rugby where you hear those conversations and and you get clarity on what's happening, you know, why why they've come to a decision uh, and what their thought process and and, and stuff like that is, uh, and and the other thing is, you know, a bit like what they did with the World Cup, there needs the timekeeping needs to be taken away from from uh, the the refs on on, on here. Literally, it should because we just you're not getting any ball in playtime. It's just absolutely absolutely ridiculous. The amount the amount of times Fabian Shah went went down clutching his fucking head i go i keep swearing sorry Danny. um yeah, you want. it's the first 30 <laughs> seconds they test it for okay um if fabian shah went down clutching his head um you know feigning uh you know a head injury and it's just it it's it's saying that really 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 bugs me you, uh, you know i think that happened in the spurs game as well the, um the other day was uh, watching it where <laughs> i can't remember what player it was went down 
you know, claiming as if he'd, he's been knocked in the head where he's not, not even close to being touched. And I just think, oh, it's just, it's little things like that that just really, really wind me up with the game and, and, and the state of officiating. But ran oh, over. Sexy Frank was here watching it with me. He's not a football fan. He knows nothing about football. And he said, why are these players going and rolling around the floor when there's nothing wrong with them? And I said, there should be some kind of panel that goes and just looks at these and goes, you weren't touched. You went down and rolled around like you'd been shot. You're going to get a fine or you're going to get a three of those. You get a game suspension or or some kind of thing. I know it's part of football and South Americans see it as an art, but things it's just it's just ridiculous. And it, it kind of ruins the game, ruins the flow of the game. Did you think Arteta lost it near the end with him shouting and screaming at, at, at Howe? Yeah, yeah. It, uh, well, it's, it's just, just he's desperate to win, and he? he's desperate. He's no, he's no. Uh, every other manager uh, uh, does it, and like I said, I, I think it was that was the that was the kind of icing on the you know the cherry on top of it. No, what's the word I'm looking for? The phrase I'm looking for? The straw that broke the camel's back, kind of thing. I think he was he was just getting annoyed with all the little. You know, the little things, the little notches, you know, all the little fouls, all the little times, you know, they they didn't get booked, but we did. You know, all the little times that they they stopped the play, you know, the, the all these little fouls. And then that last one, uh, because it was right at the death and, it, you know, it was handball. I think I think that's why he exploded. I think trying to look it, I think maybe it would not they would have been a little bit harsh kind of thing. I mean, it's not really much Murphy could do, really. You know, it goes in. It's not like his arm was proper out. I guess I'd I'd need to look at uh, look at it again because Sky didn't really show a, a um a proper. They only showed like one obscured um replay of it. So I don't even know if it was like a dead on kind of handball. But I think it was it was it was like a, it was all those little notches that made him explode like a volcano. Indeed, uh, just bring your banner up there. Make you happy. There's a ship ship, yeah, damn right, mate. There's <laughs> a ship ship. Yeah, I've been, been to Mona Magnaca. And there you go. Uh, there you go. For the Egyptians out there. Yes, and you will be um, yeah, a play for Egypt in the uh, the ABW FC save I will be doing on Football Manager 23. So that's uh, it's taking a lot yeah. of work, but... Yes. Yeah, no worries. I represent the the land of the pharaohs. Good. Um, yes, I was saying if we uh, how many likes have we got? We've got twenty five likes, and there is uh, forty nine of you watching. If we can get this up to ten thousand likes before the end of the show, me and Richard will do this naked. Ten thousand likes. That's only each one of you has got to do uh, about about fifteen hundred likes each. If you can manage that. Then uh, yeah, we will stay on for three hours and do the show, rest of the show naked. Right, questions because we're waffling on. Uh, Phil Macker has got his one decent point. He makes per show in the same way that we have won more title would have won more titles under Wenger if we hadn't come up against United's greatest period. I'm worried with Newcastle's money, the same could happen to Arteta. Your thoughts? Yeah, I can. I can absolutely agree with that. I can. I, I think that's a very, very valid point. I, you know, it's always gonna be tough when it was. It was tough enough going up against um, Man City's ill-gotten gains, um, you know, and and 
Chelsea, Chelsea were the real ruiners from from Wenger's um, Wenger's era. Uh, let's say that um, Roman when Roman Virus turned up and he he showed what sports washing and pumping shitloads of absolutely millions of pounds into into a football team could do, kind of thing. Um, yeah, I think that's a very valid point. Like I, I said at the top of the show, I think I think within five years, I thought Newcastle were going to be up there winning or vying for titles with with Man City. It might even come earlier if they, you know, if they if they if they're smart in what they're doing, which looks like beyond behind the scenes, you know, the people they're recruiting and stuff like that. It, it looks like they are being smart and it looks like a bit like how us with the process, they're a little bit further along that they thought they were going to be. Um, you know, when, when you think, I mean, look at Bruno Grimmarish, he, he would have never have gone to gone, gone to Newcastle. It was literally, you know, I think we were in talks with Leon and, and in talks with him, it was literally, you know, open checkbook. You go put as many zeros on the end of your contract as, as you want, buddy. Again, it? Exactly. Um, so I mean, it's say so it's that's why that's why I kind of this season seems so pivotal and seems so, and I'm so desperate for us to to win it because it does seem like you know the the chance that we've got. You know, look at look at Liverpool. This is just, I know I'm waffling here, but look at Liverpool. That Liverpool team that, that Klopp put together, it was one of the best teams this country has ever seen. Um, for, for like getting near on a hundred points every season, and they won one title. And they were robbed of the other one, which is hilarious. Mm. I mean, that's what you're you're up against. Just you know. Uh, well, like the old days where if we don't do it this thingy. year, oh, we'll have another go next year. Yeah, it's it's you know it's you you've got to you've the stars of prop have got to align for you to win this league now just because it's it's just a joke with Man City's their squad is just is it's just insane. You could split their squad in half, mm. and both teams would be in the top floor for top four or be you know vying for the title, Much and like that is pretty soon what Newcastle's going to be. <laughs> They could run two teams like Formula One and still, and both of them would still finish top half, maybe yeah, top yeah. top six. It is so. Yeah, you got. Thanks um, for depressing me, Phil Macker. You got a name there, JZAZF. Not an Arsenal fan. I think he may be a Man United fan. It looks like Oli Gunnar Solskjaer there. Evening, guys. Not an Arsenal fan, but I live just around the corner. Not sure you've got the squad to win the title this year, but you'll still have to prove yourself mentally. Very true, very true, because we don't have the squad for it. We have seen that we have uh, one of our young players out, Smith Rowe, and we have one of our starting 11 out, uh, Jesus, and we struggled against a team that wouldn't let us play football. I think we'd be all right. Dare we talk about the... No, we won't. We'll save that for the podcast and, and next week or so. You never know. You might make, I, make it back to that. I think that, I think that the second part of his thing is in the mentality thing is I think it's a little bit harsh. I think we've, we've proved... You know, um, you know, yeah. every, 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 pretty much every test. You know, we right, we lost against Man United, but we shouldn't have done. We absolutely dominated that game for 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 large parts. I mean, we just got sucker punched. Um, you know, every time we've come up against a team who've been okay, it looks like Arsenal are going to slip up now. We've beaten them, and, and we've done amazingly well to to be 
you know, to be what seven or eight points um, ahead of uh, of eight. Man City in is it eight points now? Yeah. yeah. Um, and I, like I said, I don't think. I think maybe, like I said, that the, we're maybe being a little bit too critical and harsh of this draw against Newcastle because Newcastle had to kind of defend for their lives and alter their tactics, and they're a very good defensive side. Plus, we've played three games in nine games. Three games in nine days. We played uh, one of the top three teams in the league. We've been away to our bogey team, Brighton, and we smashed West Ham. So. Seven points out of nine, not too bad considering the likes of the uh, the Spursies uh, are losing at home to Aston Villa and uh, Liverpool are losing away to Brentford. And, you know, I think we've had one of the best runs in the Premier League, Man City drawing at home to whoever they drew at home to. So, um, yeah, I'm quite, quite happy with that. Right, we've been going for 40 minutes. Oh, there was one more question um, and lots of numbers. After tonight's results... Does anyone think we can still win the league? <laughs> I do. Definitely. You? I believe. I believe. I think we can do it. <laughs> you have to believe. If you don't believe, you won't get presents at Christmas Eve put under your tree. Well, what do they say? Day. It's the hope, the hope that kills you? Well, is that the it, saying? It is indeed. Oh, nose has turned up. The thought of supporting the bus stopping Fulham on a Thursday night isn't great. It certainly isn't. Um, right, Richard, thank you very much for joining us. If anybody wants to come and stalk you on Twitter, what is your Twitter at? At Cactus Cash. That's Cash River K. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, Kicking uh, That is it. Right, people. Um, the next game is going to be on Monday, 8pm. We're away to Oxford United, who are mid-table in League One, which is the third tier of English football. Uh we expect to go there and smash them about 9-0. So we will do a preview show probably about 7 o'clock, something like that, half 6. And then the post-game show, I don't know who is going to be available for that. So the next show was probably going to be, that's on Monday. So uh, I don't know, maybe we'll do, actually, it's not up to me. Is it Chris? Is, Chris is poorly at the moment. He's got that bug going around. It's made him... Um, Made him poorly. He doesn't want to do podcasts. In fact, most people have had the, the illness. So I'm not sure what mm-hmm. day we'll be back for the main podcast, but we will be doing this. And I might even do uh, a January transfer bullshit window just to go through the papers and see uh, how much nonsense they're coming up with. Oh, there you could be like that Carl, Carl Pilkington going, bullshit. <laughs> yeah, I've got my banner ready for it. The... Um, the Man United fans, it's a good show, guys. Thank you very much. Nice of you to say so. So uh, we've been a Burkett one, and if you are new, give us a, a subscribe, uh, give it a thumbs up. Um, have it have the, the 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 name of our podcast tattooed on a part of your body, and show it to everybody you know, and see if they'll get tattoos of it as well. And and just spread the good word. We're back. We've had a long time off, and some of us have got pod fever, and some of us have just got a normal fever. Right, thank you very much, everybody, and uh, we're going to play you out with the Anfield 89 outro. So uh, thank you, everybody. Thank you, Richard, and a good night. Out it goes to Lee Dixon. Long ball from Lee Dixon. Smith will hold it up, plays it square to Thomas, and Thomas has goes inside Nickel, and Thomas is there, and Thomas has scored for Arsenal in injury time. Michael Thomas has scored for Arsenal. A ball played through the gap. Thomas was there. He held off two challenges, kept his head. By my watch, we are a minute and a half into injury time.